Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, about 13 minutes each day. But you know, even that little bit of time that keeps us in God's word every day, and that helps us to grow in our faith and stay strong in our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. Help people in your life by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. With your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally, literally everybody you can. There are people in your life you know who need to turn their lives around spiritually. They need to grow in their faith and come to God, and you may help them do that. You may even help them get to heaven by getting them into these into God's Word through these studies on a daily basis. What a great blessing that will be for them, but also for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study talking about a heart trouble, a problem of the heart, and that is hatred. Now, we've emphasized how Jesus talked about how evil, wickedness, sinfulness ultimately is a matter of the heart. It takes seed or seat in the heart and then we let it develop, and then ultimately the actions, the wicked actions, the evil actions, sinful actions, behavior that we take part in, well, that ultimately is simply a product of where our heart is, what our heart is like. We're not talking, obviously, about that muscle in our chest that pumps blood through our circulatory system all day long, every day, as long as we live. We're talking about a moral center or a, a center of, of conscious and consciousness that, that is within us. How we think, how we condition our thinking, how we condition our lives. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 19, out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. So when you look at a person's lifestyle, Whatever that is, if it's positive, if it's good, or if it's negative, if it's bad, if it's sinful, wicked, evil, you're talking about a reflection of what's in their heart. They've conditioned their lives based upon what they think and how they've conditioned their conscience. We talked about how Cain, one of the first two sons of, of, of Adam and Eve, murdered his brother out of anger that I believe we can understand almost certainly turned into hatred. Hatred is a two-edged sword, as we've emphasized in these lessons. Now, certainly it can be very harmful toward the person that, a, that is the object of the hatred, but it also has that double edge where it comes back and it destroys ultimately the person who is harboring that hatred toward that other person because it eats at them like an acid or like a cancer, and it ruins their lives as well. Well, we saw also the example of the brothers of Joseph, the sons of Jacob, how they saw that their father apparently demonstrated greater love toward Joseph than he did toward them, and so they hated Joseph as a result. Their father was the one who was out of line there, but they turned their hatred, and it talks about their hatred against their brother, Joseph, and ultimately hated him so much that they plotted to kill him, and then changing their mind, they sold him into slavery, and then lied to their father about it, said he'd been 
obviously, or let his father think he'd obviously been killed by a wild animal. We look at another example in the scriptures. Absalom, the sister of Tamar, and these were two children by King David. Absalom's sister Tamar was raped by their half-brother Amnon. Now, biologically, Absalom and Tamar were full biological brothers and sisters, siblings. But as was the custom of that day, the culture of that day, uh, a husband could have more than one wife. And so, so uh, Tamar and, and Absalom were biological brothers and I'm sorry, Absalom and yeah, Tamar were brought biological brothers and sisters, fully biological. But Amnon was a half-brother, same father, David, but by a different mother. All children of David, and basically talking about they're all brothers and sisters, they're all siblings. But Absalom harbored and nurtured his hatred for Amnon because Amnon lusted after Tamar and could not control himself and ultimately raped her. And so she told her full brother Absalom, and Absalom, of course, Amnon was the son of the king, as was he. Well, he just kind of let that, that hatred harbor within his heart for, full, for a full two years and ultimately plotted the murder of his brother Amnon. In 2 Samuel chapter 13 and verse 22, we read this. Absalom spoke to his brother Amnon neither good nor bad, for Absalom hated Amnon because he had forced his sister Tamar, in other words, raped her. But then we begin picking up with verse 24, and it says, Then Absalom came to the king and said, Kindly note your servant has sheep bearers. Please let the king and his servants go with your servant. And the king, but the king said to Absalom, No, my son, let us not all go now, lest we be a burden to you. Then we, he urged him, but he would not go, and, and, he, uh, and, he, and he blessed him. So Absalom gives the appearance that he's simply having, you know, the family over. But, King, but, but David says, oh, no, no, I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to go. You know, I don't want to be an extra burden to you. Verse 26, Absalom said, if not, please let my brother Amnon go with us. Now, that sounded, you know, that sounded uh, friendly, loving to the father. Let Amnon go with us. And the king said to him, why should he go with you? But Absalom urged him, so he let Amnon and all the king's sons go with him. Now Absalom had commanded his servants, saying, Watch now, when Amnon's heart is merry with wine, in other words, when he's intoxicated, and when I say to you, strike Amnon, then kill him. Do not be afraid. Have I not commanded you? Be courageous and valiant. Well, Absalom plotted the murder of his half-brother, and why? Because he hated him. Now, you might say, well, because he raped his sister. Well, that's, that was the basis for the hatred to well within his heart, but then he nurtured that hatred for two years and then ultimately plotted a way to have his brother murdered. You see, hatred, uncontrolled, can develop into violence, even murder. 
Hatred is condemned throughout the scriptures, throughout the scriptures. We ought not to let it harbor in our heart. The law of Moses specifically taught against hatred. You shall not hate your brother in your heart, Leviticus 19 and verse 17. Murder resulting from hatred was punishable by death under the Old Testament law of Moses. If he pushes him out of hatred or while lying in wait, hurls something at him so that he dies, or in enmity he strikes him with his hand so that he dies, the one who struck him shall surely be put to death. He is a murderer. Numbers 35, verses 20 and 21. And look at this rendering from Deuteronomy 19. But if anyone hates his neighbor, lies in wait for him, rises against him, and strikes him mortally so that he dies, and he flees to one of these cities, then the elders of his city shall send and bring him from there and deliver him over to the hand of the avenger of blood that he may die. Deuteronomy 19, verses 11 and 12. Hatred, it's productive of no good. It's productive of only evil. Note the consternation of the psalmist as he finds himself the object of hatred. He says, they have also surrounded me with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause. Thus they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. Psalm 109, verses 3 and 5. The wise man Solomon wrote, Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. Proverbs 10 and verse 12. Now later in that same chapter, we read further in verse 18, whoever hides hatred has lying lips, and whoever spreads slander is a fool. The indication seems to be that a person bearing hatred finds it necessary to hide it, to disguise it, even to deny his hatred before others. Proverbs 26 and verse 24. Hatred, so dangerous, so destructive toward the person, potentially so at least, toward the person who is the object of the hatred, but also so self-destructive toward the person who is harboring the hatred. We need to stand guard against it, against allowing it to even have any kind of seed in our heart, let alone letting it develop within us to be hurtful toward others, but also to naturally be destructive to ourselves. While hatred can produce dreadful consequences for the person who is the object of it, as already noted in this study, in several accounts from Scripture, it also bears terrible consequences for the person harboring the hatred. Somebody hates somebody so much they they murder them. And then what happens to them? They end up in jail maybe for the rest of their lives, or maybe suffering execution under capital punishment. By its very nature, hatred generates bitterness and contention within the life of an individual who hates another person. Proverbs 15, verses 17 and 18, notice these words. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fatted calf with hatred. A wrathful man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger allays contention. In other words, 
puts it off and maybe even aside forever. Here's a question for you personally. Do you harbor hatred in your heart toward anybody, toward somebody in particular? I heard of a man who said once, I cannot be baptized into Christ because I hate somebody. How awful to spend eternity in hell because you could not conquer hatred in your own heart. God says he'll help you if you'll turn to him, but you've got to let him help you. Don't harbor hatred in your heart. Let's pray. Father, help us to recognize the dangers of uncontrolled anger that ultimately develops into hatred and how that is self-destructive to ourselves when we let that abide in our hearts. Help us, Father, to overcome hatred, to overcome anger, to be the people you want us to be, Father. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.